The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Greetings and salutations, folks. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. I'd like to welcome each and every one of you to our weekly review program where we take some of the best interviews from uh, crudelife.com. Of course, we have a daily podcast here, the Week in Review. We give you the best interviews of the day. And let me tell you what, we've got some fantastic interviews today. Did you know Watford City, North Dakota has grown 349% from 2010 to 2019. That's right, over 10 years. Watford City has grown 349%. Now they say that if your population of your town grows 2%, you have a healthy community. 3%, oh my goodness, 5% is robust. 349% population growth in Watford City. Daniel Stenberg, McKinsey County Economic Development and Job Authority, joins us to give us an update from Watford City, the heart of the Bakken Shale play. Also, Brandon Davis and M. Ron Khan joins us on today's program to talk a little bit about some of the things happening with the energy apocalypse in oil and gas. It seems like everywhere you look, someone is reporting about the energy apocalypse in fact, the Houston Chronicle did such a thing and used the word apocalypse in the headline. That's why we're using the sensational term here on The Crude Life. And we ask Brandon Davis and Imran Khan about the energy apocalypse. And a little bit of spoiler alert here, folks. Brandon Davis thinks there's more opportunities right now in oil and gas than ever before. So a little bit of a different positive spin coming up here. And, you know, it's not even a spin. It's a perspective, a positive perspective coming up with Brandon Davis and Emron Khan with Swan Energy debunking the energy apocalypse in oil and gas. And then we end the show with Tom Macero with the Great American Mining Company. They are mining Bitcoin in different shale plays. And we get to find out the difference between the Bakken and the Permian when it comes to Bitcoin mining and financially solving the issue of emission management. Boy, great program today. We had a fantastic week at thecrudelife.com. Check it out, folks. We invite you to go to thecrudelife.com for each and every one of our interviews in their entirety. But right now, let's get Daniel Stenberg with McKinsey County, the Economic Development Job Development Authority, Watford City, all wrapped into one and their 349% population growth. Daniel Stenberg. Daniel Stenberg, McKinsey County Economic Development. Thank you for joining the program here today. We got some hot news. It's not quite white hot news, which, of course, is so hot it's right in the center of it. This is about, a, I suppose, about a week old. But uh, either way, it's, a, it's hot in my mind because it's 349% population growth for Watford City. Population 
has increased 349% since 2010, according to the recently released 2019 U.S. Census. Of course, I got this email via Daniel Stenberg from the Watford City McKenzie County Economic Development Corporation. And great headline, 349% population growth. Of course, just to have a robust community, 5%. 2%'s expected. 3%'s good. 5% is off the chart. You guys had 349%. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jason. Well, we thought we'd start off with that huge population news. So uh, your comments and your reaction to what's been going on over the last nine years, equaling 349% population growth. Well, yeah, no, I think uh, geography has a lot to do with it. And then I think progressive leadership, city and county leadership that we've had over the past decade has has obviously helped as well. But being being kind of in the maturest area of the Bach and Shale play is, is kind of the biggest driver uh, for, for that growth. And as that has grown, then uh, you just kind of need all the other ancillary services and more restaurants and all of those things, they kind of all kind of feed off of each other for for the growth that we've seen. And we we'll, I think we're going to continue to see as we move forward. Well, let's talk about a couple of uh, quality of life businesses and services that have popped up over the past nine years. Of course, we had a big boom back in 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. We started seeing some, well, I'd say 14, 15, I guess, started seeing more of that downturn. So we've had some businesses come and go, and we've had some new businesses pop up and stick around. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how Watford City's changed. What sort of quality of life businesses and services have been added over the last nine years? Sure. I mean, from like a housing standpoint, I mean, the first things that kind of came in were the hotels. And then as the hotels got built out, then it was apartments. Then apartments, we moved to single family housing. And so that's been kind of our biggest push right now is to get more single family housing um, to kind of accommodate the growth. Uh, we've had people, you know, that have lived here for a couple of years. They've brought their family out here. They're living in an apartment. They're like, okay, no, now we're ready to to have our own walls and not be sharing walls with neighbors and things. And so that's, that's one of the big things. But, I mean, we moved from just kind of smaller grocery stores to the, the, you know, the bigger box grocery store that's open, you know, extended hours and everything. And, and that's... Um, it's it's a big deal when you go from from that from not having that to having that. Um, the schools we went from a class B school system to a class A. We have a new high school as of 2016, and then we're adding a second elementary school starting this fall that's being built right now, still on schedule for a, uh, opening this fall as um, as school starts. So that's important. And then um, there's harder infrastructure things like um, a four-lane between here and in Williston. The Long X Bridge is being constructed this summer and should be operational by this fall, which will be four lanes that south of Watford. Um, throughout, it goes right past the Teddy Roosevelt National Park north unit where we're at. Um, so all of those things, they just kind of from the hard infrastructure to the more softer things, uh, are is just continuing to make us a, a good community or Watford Market. But I mean, with COVID, you know, a lot of things have been shut down. 
And that was Daniel Stenberg with McKenzie County Economic Development and the Job Development Authority in Watford City, North Dakota, the heart of the Bakken Shale Play. All right, folks, coming up next, Brandon Davis and Emron Khan with Swan Energy talking about the energy apocalypse. I should say debunking the energy apocalypse. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including... SARS, and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. 970-539-8066. The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Speece. Coming up next, Brandon Davis and Emron Khan with Swan Energy. Brandon Davis, Swan Energy. Emron Khan, Swan Energy. Thank you, Mr. Brandon Davis, Mr. Emron Khan, Swan Energy, for joining the program here today. We're trying out a kind of a news segment. So much of the economy has to deal with energy. Of course, energy is under the mining sec- sector, uh, oil and gas, coal, Gold, silver, palladium, the different mining that's in silver, you know, silver I mentioned, all kinds of different mining involved. So we're doing like a money and mining segment. And first person I thought of, Brandon Davis, who's been on the show multiple times, and he's got a uh, fingers in a lot of different areas, mining particularly. And they're currently buying some natural gas leases. We interviewed uh some people earlier in the week on that. Jeremy, I think Jeremy it was, yeah, that's right. I had to make sure I had my name right there. And then um also with money, he does a lot of investing. He's brought in Emron Khan, who I have not met yet, but this will be interesting because uh gentlemen, how are you doing today, by the way? Doing great. We're very, very well today, thank you. How about you, Emron? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, good. And thank you both for joining us today because, you know, people are really figuring out what's going on. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And one of the conversations we've been having is the energy industry really should be a leader right now in the economy. 
And the reason I say that is because the oil and gas industry especially is used to the volatile marketplace. They're used to boom-bust cycles. You know, the restaurant industry has never really experienced like the, the COVID-19 shutdown and a lot of other industry has have not as either, but the energy industry has, especially the oil and gas industry. Uh, I was looking at a Houston Chronicle article where it says oil and gas facing its own energy apocalypse. And I thought, boy, we're getting into sensationalism here with the Houston Chronicle. I better get to the bottom of this. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Let's talk a little bit about a little bit of money and mining. Start with the oil and gas world. Of course, the crude life. We've got a very big oil and gas audience. And how are your guys' businesses doing? And, and what do you think about the energy apocalypse? That's hilarious. Huh. Yeah, that, that is funny. Oh, it's like, okay, so what What did you call 20, 20 uh, was it 14, 15, 16? That was the downturn. Was oh, okay. Remember? So that was the downturn. This is the apocalypse. Well, I, I can tell you this. It, it, in every downturn that there's ever been, or not that there's ever been an apocalypse, that's a, that's a big word. That's a big word. But we adapt. Make it work. Have to. Well, I think a lot of these guys are, are referring to, you know, oil you know, looking like it hit negatives a few months ago and, and, and taking advantage of the fact that, you know, it, it seems like there's a negative connotation around that. But if you look at where we're at, I mean, we're really not that far from, you know, where we were before. And yeah, the volatility is there, but, you know, that's oil and gas, right? Well, exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad you guys are joining me today, because not a lot of people have the leadership qualities to step up and have this type of conversation because, so many people are trying to do the herd mentality and follow what's going on in the media, but if they're using words like energy apocalypse, I remember back in 2014 and 15 during the downturn, I did an article that said, boy, we're at $35 oil in the Bakken and is still pumping out a million barrels a day. Okay, I don't understand where the downturn is coming from. And so it's really different when the media can present a false narrative or just really um i hate to say the word false narrative but no it really is uh your guys's thoughts on how the media plays into what's going on with with kind of the money and management when it comes to the energy sector i stopped watching tv on march 15th and i have not watched it since and i quit reading the news about the same time because it was all the same every day and ridiculous so i don't have a lot to say about that imran may because he he does a lot more reading than i do but um it, you know, I think it's it's horrible how everything, and not just that statement and, and, and article you're speaking about from the Houston Chronicle on oil and gas, but everything. Everything is up 100%. It's all the way up or all the way down. There's no in-between, and it's very um, hard to you know, gauge anything based on those pieces of information because it's extremely biased one direction or the other. It's, there's not, it's really hard to find a neutral piece of news, period, and that that's my take on it. Uh, Emron, I'm going to jump in here for just a second because I, I want you to answer the question as well, but I wanted to throw this in there. Uh, as a member of the media, one of the things that I've had trouble with, and keep in mind, I've, I've won multiple awards for my journalism past, and so this is something I am qualified to speak on. The media has gone almost the way of, uh, of uh, game day, sports center, where you've got a lot of people that are playing a theatrical role in suits, and they're starting to speculate the news instead of reporting the news. 
And I find that very dangerous when you are talking about a mining industry which makes its money through speculation. So now if you got the, a, a trusted eyes and ears for the people getting into the speculation business uh, as opposed to the reporting business, uh, that makes it very difficult for the average person to trust the traditional media when it comes to these types of issues. Uh, Emron, your thought on that very layered, heavy topic I just presented you. Yeah, you know, honestly, you know, and, and by the way, I'm, uh, you know, I really do appreciate uh, the work that you do and, you know, in general, uh, media as a whole. But, you know, let, let's really be factual about things, right? I mean, what's really fun to hear, right? I mean, stating actual facts about what's going on and actually, you know, quoting the, the different uh, entities that are out there that are that are giving you good data or throwing words around like apocalypse. I mean, you know, the latter is what people are more, you know, they enjoy hearing more, right? So I think that's part of the why, part of the reason why you're you're, you're seeing a lot of these types of uh, situations happening out there. It just it's it's good news at the end of the day. And um, you know, fr from our point of view, though. I mean, it's great because it, it gives us opportunities to be able to buy at better prices. Well, I think I don't think people necessarily like that word, but that's grabbing their attention to watch exactly. or read or whatever it is. You know, I look at it like this, but the way you explained it just now, there's a company that I've I've bought and sold a few shares of here and there that trades futures, and they're they're so it's a future they're trading oil futures, and they're on the um, stock exchange, and you can buy options on they're trading so basically you can you can buy an option so basically you're taking 500 times more risk uh but you have 500 times more upside um same as the news i mean it's it's literally they're they're trading they're trading options on options and it's extremely volatile and high risk and that it's it's high risk because people are going to love them or hate them and i think that the way it's kind of gone over the last five years is that's very very differentiated from what it was um, where you had a bunch of neutral news and organizations and a couple of outliers on both ends. And now there is really not any neutral ones. They're all one side or the other. And it's crazy. I, I've never seen anything like it. But the beautiful part about this economy, this country, and the people that actually work, um, we adapt and make whatever we have to out of the situation that we're given. You know, I, I've watched these businesses in Houston um, as this COVID situation happened and they got shut down and, and the ones that reopen and quickly adapt to the situation where they're selling toilet paper at restaurants, I'm just saying, and doing delivery for free and doing whatever they can to keep their business moving. It's, it's the same exact thing we do in the oil business. Whenever prices go down, we figure out a way to make it work at a lower price, the same exact thing. And, and that's not ever going to change. And it was the apocalypse or not. I, I, I don't see it dying. Um, I've heard people talk about BP getting out of the oil business and, and moving in towards a banking angle and saying oil and gas is dead. I'm like, no, it's just it's just riskier than banking. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really really simple. Um, but anyway, I, I'm I'm off sub off topic a little bit. But you get you get my opinion on that. It's it's ridiculous and absurd. Mr. Brandon Davis and Emron Khan, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a brief pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Brandon Davis and Emron Khan with Swan Energy. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. 
Here's to making a few friends out of a few strangers. But don't you know, let this moment pass. So here's to watching the clocks of our grandfathers. And here's to stopping and a picking flowers. And here's to not letting this moment pass you by. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including... SARS, and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Brandon Davis and Emron Khan with Swan Energy. Do more of it. If it's not making sense, then you learn from it. You move on to the next thing. And really, you know, as Brandon said, it's all about opportunity. It doesn't have to be specifically uh, oil and gas or, or, or whatever industry. At the end of the day, there's so many different areas to be able to go into. Um, you can You can kind of make money in anything you do, but you have to have fun doing it. Looking at the clock here and checking things over, I wanted to kind of make sure I got this question in as well, uh, piggybacking on on some of the things that you were talking about. How are people supposed to get out into the marketplace there? You know, you mentioned that seizing opportunity and and reinventing and some, some of the other things. That's really difficult right now for a lot of different reasons, whether it be from governments putting regulations over oil and gas. You guys, uh, at least Brandon, I know you're from Denver, so you're aware of regulations gone wild in Denver as they, or as in Colorado, as they call it. And, you know, in other places you've got the government shutting down certain activities, whether it be restaurants or retail places. So, there's a lot of limitations in the marketplace for opportunity. And then you layer in the disruption of technology that's going on. 
uh, whether it be the 3D printing houses or new software or apps that has developed. To me, it seems like the last time that this was happening is when uh, Apple Computer and Microsoft kind of came into the marketplace because when computers started taking over, the speed of business completely changed. And when I look at even commercial planes being affordable for the average person, now the speed of transportation is being more personalized and quick. This reminds me of that time right now where the decision-making process, the speed of jumping on business opportunities, and really having some good instinct with your business acumen is playing into this. And like I said, I for me, I, I wasn't around in the early 80s when the Apple and Microsoft transition happened, but watching documentaries, reading about it, and just checking how the economy went, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the ushering in of computers was a paradigm shift on the economy. I think we're in a similar situation to that where a lot of these uh, hooks and plugs are coming together and just things are happening so fast. Then you layer in the COVID part and you mentioned the new normal earlier. That's true. This is a new normal. So what do you guys make of the comment I just said, I guess, you know, is it more of a comment than a question? Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is girls gone wild videos because of the way you started the question out. I completely lost train of thought, my train of thought after that. Regulations um, gone wild, baby. Woo! That's all it took. It <laughs> sent me off. I actually never ordered those videos. But I used to watch those commercials, and they looked really exciting. And we could we could go around, travel around to different states that are absolutely out of control on the regulation side and do something there if you'd like to. I'm kidding. Um, uh, there's going to be in- innovation. I think the biggest thing for, for smaller companies and guys that are maybe that had jobs that don't anymore, they just need to go talk to their, the people that are in their area uh, and businesses that may or may not be struggling to use some help, maybe use a little investment get involved, get on board and go. I mean, that, that's really all it's going to take. There, there's going to be a lot of changes. Who knows how many and how big they're going to be. I, if I had a crystal ball, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be talking to you, Jason. Huh. Um, no, no offense. None I just wouldn't be. I'd, be. I'd be taking my, uh, my, my visions and going forward. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the most of, of the things that I, that we're finding is just from talking to people and it's not necessarily even networking, talking to people we don't know about their industry and learning a little bit about our own. And that's what we've been doing a lot of and not just, um, oil and gas, but we've talked to uh, all, all different across all the industries anyone that we find that has a business or had a business, we talk to them and find out what happened, good, bad, or, or in between. And, and so to me, you know, if I'm a guy looking for a job or ha- worried about my job, I'm going to find the next opportunity and I'm going to do that by talking to people that I know or I, that are around me and find out what they're doing and what they're thinking and where they're headed. And, you know, that's how things happen. That's how companies are born. That's how new ideas are, are formed. And that's what needs to happen. And I, I know we've been doing it. Um, and even through all this, it's gotten, we've gotten stronger and smarter. Still not very smart, but we're moving in the right direction, smart enough, smart enough. I guess, but moving in the right direction. I mean, that's, that's all we're trying to do. Well, and a lot of it, you you know, uh, you, you brought up uh, Microsoft, Apple, and, you know, the 80s, 90s, whatever you want to call it. You know, all that really is dealing with technology, right? I mean, it's just change in technology and how things were regulated and how things kind of people pushed and pushed and pushed, 
Right. I mean, you know, you, you had uh, a guy like Steve Jobs who, who ran Apple and, you know, did some very creative, crazy things. Um, you know, maybe wasn't the best leader at first, but learned from what he did and, and moved that idea forward to, you know, a, a, a phone that, you know, everyone has in their hand basically today. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, pushing that pushing that envelope is really the bottom line, right? And, you know, the only way to do that is to be able to learn about different industries and be able to put it together. Today, you know, we were talking about Tesla. I mean, who who's the person out there right now from a, from a technology perspective that, you know, that we can all respect and, and give some credit to? I, I, I've got to say it's got to be Elon Musk. I mean, after, after uh, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, he's the creative guy that's out there that's put himself out there completely. He's made himself very vulnerable and... You know, got a lot of criticism from it too. He did, but he he went ahead and did it, right? I mean, that's really the you know, and it's working. Agreed, agreed. You know, and we're not we're not ashamed to admit that even being in the oil and gas industry, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's great. There's the thing is, people need to realize that there's room for everyone, and I think that people forget that sometimes. You know, I and I lived in Colorado for a long time, so you you you're familiar with Colorado and and the overall environment there against oil and gas and people used to say well, how are you in the oil and gas business and and I said well I'm in the energy business and anytime I find a way to make money in this business or around this business whether that's with uh, renewable energy or drilling a hole in the ground that's what I'm gonna do because it's about making money that's what you have a business for businesses aren't don't exist to do good they exist to make profits or, or there's no point in having them and I know that there's a lot of companies that use the guise of Oh, we're doing good for this community in another country um, to grow their business, which is great. And look, I, I'm all about giving back. Um, it's just marketing, like like that's all it is. And I think we talked about that earlier today. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're in business to make money. And if there is a way to make more money, um, whether that be solar panels um, or or anything else, I mean, there's so many different ways out there right now. Uh, people are generating revenue. If we if we find one that works for us, we'll do it. I'm not opposed to it. It's all part of the same general group as far as I'm concerned. So if people got questions or they want to get in touch with you guys to find out uh, how they can make some money or maybe they want to buy that gold mine that you got, uh, how can people get in contact with you guys? It's on the market. Um, SwanEnergyInc.com uh, or email is info at SwanEnergyInc.com. Send, send us an email. We'll respond. Um, and we actually, on the, the last few times I've been on with you, we've got a couple of emails, people asking questions generally about things. So we're all, all about it. And if we don't know, we'll go try to find someone who does know the answer um, if, it's, if it's not out there. There's some questions that people sent over over the years that are, I, I'm not from the right planet to answer. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, we'll do our best. You know, that's okay. I always say, I mean, even if they don't know, I'm sure they can find somebody who will, assist you in, in that way for sure uh anything we left out of the interview anything you want to reiterate i'd like to give guests the final word and the final thought as we get ready to transition into a new month you know honestly i think um you know from our perspective you know we're, we're focusing on natural gas where we're looking at a lot of different uh deals whether it's in oil and gas or not um you know i think it's just you know, today you need to be open-minded and know the new the new normal is now. You know, I think that that's probably you know what I would say, Brandon. If you remember when we spoke the first time, it was right at the beginning of the, the whole COVID shutdown. Remember mm -hmm. that, Jason? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I was calm and relaxed and just waiting. Yep. Yep. 
it's the other end of me now. Like the other side of me is coming out. It's like Jekyll and Hyde, I guess. Um, and we're aggressive right now, and we're being aggressive, and we're going to get more aggressive because it's time to get aggressive. The 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 leash has been the reins have been released a little bit, and and it's time to run. And I think that from our standpoint, we want more, and we're going to go get it. And I think anyone else that wants more should go get it. To listen to the full length interview with Brandon Davis and Emron Khan with Swan Energy, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coming up next, Tom Acero with the Great American Mining Company talking about Bitcoin mining, emissions management, and the difference between the Bakken and the Permian. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. You say that you try to behave and try not to get your mind blown. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS, and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe down, electro spraying, commercial industrial medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. 970-539-8066. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Tom Macero with the Great American Mining Company. Tom Macero, Great American Mining. Thank you for joining the program here today. We're going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin, a little bit about emission management, and a news story that I saw out of the Houston Chronicle talking about uh, some, basically, a lot of what you guys are doing up in the Bakken. Uh, they were talking about introducing this technology down to the Permian. I'm not familiar if, if you are sure if you've seen this story, if you guys are down in the Permian, uh, or if you're just strictly in the Bakken. So I, you're just kind of my Bitcoin guy, uh, the guru. And I just wanted to find out more about that because people, the, the, this technology is here. And the quicker you get on this, the more money you're going to make for your company if you're involved in the oil and gas business. So, uh, Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Well, I didn't mean to start off the program by giving you a plug, but right now people are looking for opportunities and, and new ways to make money because with the COVID-19 shutdown, 
a lot of the traditional arteries to create revenue are just blocked up. And so people are looking for non-traditional ways to make money. And Bitcoin mining is is a very interesting way to do that. And we've tracked your success up in the Bach and a little bit. And then I see this news story pop up out of the Permian. And I thought, well, I think I'm going to give uh, Tom a call and see what's going on. So have you seen the story out of Houston? Yes, absolutely. So what's the lowdown on that? Is um, I My understanding is Houston has a little bit different of a gas. I'm sorry. The Permian has a, a dry gas and the Bakken has a wet gas. So, you know, the, the emission management is a completely different animal. So my guess is probably the equipment that you guys use or they would use would have to be different. Talk to me a little bit about that equipment side of things when we're talking about uh, mining Bitcoin by using uh, emission management and flaring? Sure. So there, there's two primary differences between uh, Bitcoin mining and the Bakken and like the Permian. One of, one of the main things uh, that's allowed, I would say, the Bakken to get a little bit ahead um, in this particular vertical is due to the regulations around the flaring caps that are associated with production in the Bakken. Uh, the Permian doesn't uh, have any of that yet, even though that I think maybe we'll kind of get into this a little bit later. Is that that's they're doing something? They're going to do something about the flaring. We don't know exactly what they're going to do, but it is an issue that they need to get a hold of. Um, so, just from a uh, an incentive point of view, the producers here have a an incentive to try to figure out uh, how to curb the you know the, the flaring and so we come in along with a you know a number of other type of uh, solutions that say hey we can scratch your itch and that's the flaring reduction the 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 what the difference i would say that that changes things in the permian is they have more access to pipelines down there and can get their gas to market um they will i think what will end up happening in, in texas is it will become more capitalism focused whereas this is more regulatory focused up in north dakota so you will have uh, energy companies investing in their own infrastructure to become their own digital pipelines which is ultimately what we see in the future of bitcoin mining is the actual eps become uh, their own digital pipelines and create their own markets and so the one big thing that's a, a challenge down there that no one has cracked yet is being able to mine Bitcoin in that hot weather and in that climate down there, primarily because these containerized solutions that we have and, and some of our other competitors, they produce an immense amount of heat and they require a lot of cool air to be moved through to keep the little computers running efficiently. And so um, due to the heat that's down there, uh, it the solution that we have and that others have here in North Dakota will simply not work uh, down in Texas. So there's kind of a, a little bit of an arms race that's going on between, you know, five or six of us right now to, to develop a solution that will work specifically in Texas. And that will most likely be based around liquid immersion. I do want to apologize. It's easy blockchain. I thought it was a Bitcoin company, but they're a blockchain and they do crypt cryptocurrency. So uh, they may or may not be Bitcoin. Are you familiar with easy blockchain? I don't know if they're a competitor of yours or if they're just in something completely different. 
Yeah, no, they're they're mining Bitcoin. I think it's just a kind of a nomenclature uh, difference with the name. Okay, because I'm, I'm looking at the story right now. Of course, we'll have it linked on the interview, so if somebody wants to reference it, they can. But I see what you mean. They've got all kinds of big fans and, and blowing deals. And I've read where, you know, servers, a lot of times, they got to submerge them uh, below the earth to keep it cool. And then they got air conditioners on top of that. So I can imagine down in that Texas hot summer sun where it's 115 degrees on a regular day that uh, – it would be very difficult to keep a computer going. I mean, you can barely keep a computer in your car on a hot day without it shutting down while you're driving just because the, you know, the, the sun bakes on it and that type of thing. Um, boy, that is quite a race down there. I don't know if you want to comment on that at all, but uh, it just seems like the, the, the cooling equipment is, is it would take a lot of energy in itself. Yeah, I think that's where the article maybe is a little, I wouldn't call it misleading, but I think there are some false uh, hopes that are kind of presented in that article with that particular um, unit that's displayed. I think, you know, later on in that article, it says that that specific unit is being used on the East Coast, where, you know, uh, in that type of climate, it's, it's much more applicable. There is not, to my knowledge, a purpose-use uh, application right now to put on uh, well pads in the Permian that anyone has in production currently. To listen to the full-length interview with Tom Macero with Great American Mining or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank you folks for tuning in and joining us here today. We will be back next week at this time on this radio station. Also, I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you folks to reach out to your local radio station and find out what they have going on, how they're assisting with the COVID-19 shutdown. You'd be surprised at how integral and embedded and how engaging your local radio station can be during these times of uncertainty. As somebody who's dealt with uh, floods his whole life, radio has been a godsend during times of uncertainty and emergency. So, folks, make sure you get out, call your local radio station, find out how they can help you. Maybe they can help your business do some marketing. Maybe you got a lost pet, or maybe, you know what, maybe you just want some new programming, or you like the programming that you have. Point is, you reach out and you engage with your local radio station. You can help change, shape, and develop culture in your community also like to take this opportunity to thank our guest today, Mr. Daniel Stenberg, McKenzie County Economic Development, Job Development Authority in Watford City, there in the heart of the Bakken. Also, Brandon Davis, Emron Khan with Swan Energy, thank you very much, and Tom Macero with the Great American Mining Company. Thank you very much for joining today's program. Each and every one of those interviews, as well as other exclusive interviews, can be found at thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to click on our social media tab, become one of our energy enthusiasts, join our ever-growing army of social mediaites at thecrudelife.com. Just click on the social media tab. We've got Facebooks and YouTubes and even we even got Twitters. We got the Twitters going now, folks. Hey, look at us. We just keep slowly adding our social media because there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. You know what? Sometimes we're busy working. We don't have time to be social, but it's important to be. It's important to be social, too. So that's why we're just adding a little bit as we go. Check us out, folks, thecrudelife.com. 
My name is Jason Spies. I'd like to thank you folks for tuning in and joining us this week from the staff here at The Crude Life, a week in review. My name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry. It's a way of life. Yeah.